Good day and welcome to Financial Planning Explained. My name is Mike Menninger and I'm your host. I'm a certified financial planner, owner and founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. Um, today, we're gonna be talking about long-term care planning. And <clears throat> long-term care planning, really, if you're looking at the, the financial planning, it covers a whole bunch of areas. Uh, arguably, it's retirement planning, it could be insurance planning, it could be estate planning, uh, certainly covers tax planning. Uh, so it definitely covers a whole lot of areas, and it's something that is often uh, overlooked or doesn't want to be looked at, but needs to be considered anytime that you're doing any type of uh, financial planning, you need to take this into account. Uh, I'm pleased to welcome my guest today. Uh, his name is Jack Linville. Uh, Jack is retired, uh, still servicing clients that he'd been working at, working with over the years, uh, but Jack is a long-term care planner and also got involved in assisting his clients uh, with insurance, which we're gonna touch upon a little bit today on the long-term care insurance products that are out there. So with no further ado, Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us today. Well, Mike, it's a pleasure to be here and to uh, all your friends out there, I'd like to say hello up front. Uh, the area of long-term care planning is probably one of the most misunderstood planning areas. Certainly a lot of folks really don't have the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation about what the issues might be. What do I need to know about long-term care planning? Well, one of the things too, and I like to, sorry to interrupt you on this, Jack. Um, you know, one of the things that I've learned as a, a CFP, and even though I've got 21 years experience, uh, the thing that I hate people doing is thinking that they can do everything. And one of the things that I've learned most notably about long-term care planning is I know enough to know that I don't know enough. And as with many different subject areas uh, within the world of financial planning, you really need to make sure that you're dealing with someone who is an expert and most notably also someone who provides uh, you know, advice that is in your best interest. Jack, before we get started on this, you know, I know that you have a special reason why you got into the uh, field. I think it was because of your parents, wasn't it? Can you care to share? Well, actually, I got in this field long before my parents needed care. Uh, but they were in a facility which where they had their apartment, and they moved eventually to the uh, area that does provide care. So um, as I, I, I was in this business for at least about 15, 17 years, and as time went on, I learned more and more firsthand about, on a personal level, about what happens because my mother died at 94 with Alzheimer's, and my father lived to be 101. Wow. And, and he had, uh, he was a World War II vet, a tough guy, and finally pneumonias took him down. But uh, at the end of the day, I've learned a lot of things about the care side of the business, <clears throat> in addition to what kind of planning could be done to minimize some of the impact financially. Now, the reason why this area is typically un I'm not dealt with is that the, the planners, whether it's a, a CPA, trust officer, investment advisor, uh, investment manager, CFP, uh, they really don't know that much about it. Uh, and consequently, they're a little bit hesitant to try to delve into the product side, but then also to even have the conversation. And the conversation tends to be a more personal conversation 
than the CPA or the advisor has with the client because it gets into a lot of emotional types of issues. Not that investments aren't an emotional uh, area of uh, discussion, and also uh, estate planning uh, could be an emotional type of discussion. But on the care side, people that are interested in, in having that conversation have had an issue with the parents or a parent on either side, and they have a general group of questions, plus their girlfriends or their friends end up talking about it because of their need to uh, have care provided for an elder of theirs. Uh, the thing about long-term care planning is that a long-term care event could take place at any time during one's life. Uh, one could be on the ski slope and hit a tree, uh, be knocked out, have had all sorts of issues. Um, somebody could have a, a cancer issue that could be extens extending for a long period of time or some other type of accident. So somebody could need long-term care for an extended period of time. Well, you're and absolutely right. What I mean, I mean interrupt that long-term care is something happens to me and I have I need help or significant assistance in transferring, which is moving from my bed to the chair to the bathroom, uh, being having a bath safely, or somebody helping me so I don't fall down, etc. Toileting, eating, dressing, or it could be a dementia issue also where I could be a, 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 a I could be a danger to myself or somebody else. We've all heard stories about people with early on Alzheimer's you know, kind of walking out of the house and walking down the road and really not knowing where they are. Absolutely. So these are the kinds of things that we're talking about as far as what potentially could happen to folks as they get older. Now, how familiar, uh, when I Jack, sit down with... Jack, with, how uh, familiar are you with the statistics of that? Um, you know, for instance, I do know someone who suffered a very serious stroke at the age of 52. And, you know, to the point where it's been two years, I believe, and he's just being able to get to do certain things. And you, know, you talk about ski accidents, you talk about, what, what are the, do you know, do you have any type of statistics on people who need some type of long-term care prior to the age of 65? No. Um, if you were to talk to a bunch of disability income companies, they'd have cases galore of people who have had a stroke and these types of things or an on-the-job problem where where they end up not being able to work. Consequently, they end up needing care. Right. So and they need care for a longer period of time. When we talk about long-term care, we're talking about care that most likely would be required after nine months. So it's more of a continuous type of care. We're not talking about a rotator cuff surgery. And I have the surgery, but I need my wife to help me get dressed or whatever. Now, that's going to rehab out, and I'll be able to be hopefully as good as new or close to that in, rel in relatively few number of weeks. But we're talking about the prognosis more than more likely being an ongoing situation. Uh, several years ago, this lady uh, who was a trust officer asked me to speak to her about this area. And she finally said, okay, now I want to introduce you to my husband. So I went to their house, and Joe said, uh, okay, so, Jack, you're going to tell me about long-term care insurance. And I said, Joe, actually, we're going to talk about long-term care planning. So the key distinction to make for all of you is that any type of insurance or product could potentially be a very valuable resource to you in terms of putting in place and incorporate that into your plan. But it's broader than that. It impacts 
the estate planners might say, what if I were to deplete a million or $2 million 20 years from now, and that's less money going to my children or grandchildren? What if I were to have to take a lot of money out, and that would clearly impact my retirement plan as far as available assets? It also impacts my investment plan, as Mike indicated. So this is the one nugget that hits these various areas of planning that typically is not evaluated. And that's why many many advisors would bring me in to specifically speak with their clients about long-term care planning. To understand long-term care planning very briefly, 10,000 feet flying above, many, many thousands of people a day in the United States are turning 65 every day. And their population is clearly growing older. And with better education around uh, medicine, uh, better doctors, better ability to take care of cancer issues, to treat cancers, to treat all sorts of different issues that quite frankly would have killed a person uh, 20 years ago are now keeping people and many people alive as they still with good, good quality of health. <clears throat> and very possibly living up into their 80s or 90s. But if the individual is 50 years old or 45 or 55 or 65, it could very easily be 20 or 30 years before they would even need care. So it's planning for long-term care issues is like planning for retirement. If you can't, when you turn 65, it's difficult to plan for retirement. Right. Because either, either you have the assets or the income stream or you don't. But with long-term care insurance, I say, but it's really the same thing. If you plan early, maybe you have options within your investment portfolio or between various insurances to offload a good bit of that uh, expense cost potential. Well, you know, Jack, on that subject, I will tell you that uh, honestly, and I'm not here to combat what you're saying, but this is entirely different than retirement planning because Retirement planning is something you want to do and that you will do. And long-term care planning is something that you hope you don't have to do and you hope it doesn't have to happen to you. So that's, right. I would say, the big distinction between the two. But you're absolutely correct. If you're planning on doing retirement planning for age 65, you don't decide at age 63 or 64 to begin doing the planning. So I absolutely agree, but the two are very different because you know I deal with it all the time. You know, People really, you know, they may like what they wanna do or they like what they do, but eventually they wanna stop doing it. They wanna be able to enjoy themselves and not do it. Nobody says, hey, I can't wait until I have to worry about long-term care planning. And there's the, well, it won't happen to me. And that's why I was really hoping that you might have had statistics. I know one statistic is that um, there's a 50% chance that if you have a married couple age 65, there's a 50% chance that one of them lives to age 90. And that's a staggering statistic. And to build on that, Mike, if somebody's in fairly good health and they're age 90, they're probably going to live to age 91 and 92 and 93 and 94. And all during that period of time, the costs of care, if they eventually need care, keep going up at 3, 4, 5% each year. No kidding. And if you take, if you assume, and it might be slightly aggressive, but I always assume in my planning <clears throat> that the, the, the care is going to go up at about 5% a year. 
Well, any number growing at 5% is going to double in 15 years. Right. So if you were 70 and it costs $200 a day, probably by the time you're uh, 85, the cost of care is going to be somewhere up around $300 a day. So when you multiply those numbers out, it's very conceivable that the cost of care for one or two could be a million to two million dollars to out-of-pocket expenses actually pay for the care. Right. So that's why the children quite often ask their parents at some point, oh, mom and dad, you have long-term care insurance. And when the parents ask, answer yes, the children are very pleased to hear that. <laughs> because really the planning and the product, the policies are in place to protect the assets when the assets are for the children. Right. Plus the children typically don't want to get involved in doing hands-on care for the parents. And if the kids live down the street, they might move because uh, one of the spouses takes a job in a different city and all of a sudden they're not there to help you out. So there are a lot of issues that come up that are very difficult to, uh, to ascertain. Well, certainly when you reference the long-term care insurance and the children being happy about it, uh, that is great. And it is because both the financial and the potential need for caring. Jack, that's a great opportunity for us to segue to take a commercial break. So uh, we'll be back with you in just a few moments. Please stay tuned. Sure. Okay. Have you saved enough for retirement? Are you financially prepared for an emergency or unexpected event? Have you thought about your financial future? Hi, I'm Mike Manager, founder of Manager & Associates Financial Planning. For over 20 years, we have been answering our clients' questions just like these as we develop unique and comprehensive financial plans tailored to meet their needs. When addressing your financial plan, we incorporate your entire financial picture, including taxes, estate planning, as well as investment planning and retirement planning. So call us today for a complimentary no-obligation consultation. A unique approach to financial planning. Welcome back to Financial Planning Explained, and I am here with my uh, guest, Jack Linville. Uh, for the first segment, we were talking about the need for long-term care planning. And what we're going to do for the remaining segment of the show is really touch upon two areas. First, we're gonna kick off and talk about the myths associated with long-term care, long-term care planning. And then also touch upon long-term care insurance, which is expensive, but all insurances are expensive when you have to pay for it. And they're very lovely when, if and when you need it. So we'll pick up. Jack, talk to me about the myths that you wanted to, to speak about. Yeah, um, I, quite often when I, when I speak with uh, couples particularly, uh, one of the spouses has a lot of reservations about long-term care. It's not going to happen to me. My father passed away quickly. I'm just like my father. I went right. to a seminar when I first got into this business, and the doctor who was speaking said, I can positively tell you, and we've checked the numbers on this over the years, that you will probably die from something that's totally different from what killed your parents. So you can't track your parents and say, yes, I'm a dead ringer. The same thing's going to happen to my parents. Right. Now, if your parents lived a long time, chances are you might. But as I say, the longer you live, the more expensive care will be, and the more likely it is you will need care. 
Well, not the fact, like you said before, and we all know that the medical um, innovation over the years has been just absolutely remarkable. Right. My wife will take care of me. Right. So once in a while, I'd be sitting there, and the guy, my husband is uh, 230, 250 pounds. And I look at the wife, and she, she looks like she probably weighs about 120 to 130. Soaking wet. And once in a while, I've said to Harry, do you think Margaret could actually help get you into the shower? And he looks at her, and she looks at him, and they both kind of shake their heads. So, again, think in terms of not now, when they're 50 or 60, what happens if they're 80? It's even less likely that Margaret could get Harry or Joe into the shower. Right. Uh, the uh, Medicare will, will pay for long-term care. Well, it really doesn't. Medicare is geared to pay for and reimburse up to a period of time only for people that are actually going to get better. Right. That's and 100 days, home, right? When you go to the hospital first for three days, roughly, to qualify for medical assistance under Medicare, and then you go to a facility, a skilled nursing facility, or a rehab facility that's going to get you better. But after several days, if it looks like you can't, you're not going to be getting better, you're not reacting to the medication or physical therapy, then uh, Medicare tracks that person. And at some point, it's usually day 20 to 25, the children get the call from the parents say, I have to be out of here tomorrow because it doesn't look like I'm going to get better real quickly. I need long-term care. And consequently, um, I either have to pay private pay or, or, or come home or find a facility. Again, Medicare over 20, 30, 40, 50 days, up to 80 days, 70 days, is really only there to pay for and reimburse for a percentage of the cost it's 100% of the cost of the first 20 days, but after that, it's a percentage of the cost, uh, I guess, per diem. But the bottom line is you could be off of Medicare very quickly okay. if you're not proceeding to get much better. Um, I walked into one fellow's. I was asked to uh, see this one fellow's father, and the father very pronounced to me. He said, Jack, I'm glad to see you, and I'm glad to meet with you, but I tell you, I'm super preferred for life insurance. I'm very healthy. And I really wonder if this long-term care is really something that I should be getting. And I said, well, Charlie, your Achilles heel is your good health. Because with good health, you're probably going to live a long time. And the longer you live, the more likely it is you're going to need some care. And you're there with many, 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 many more years when the cost of care is keep going up. So now you're talking about a big number. Um, let's see. Um, my parents... Did not have my parents did not have Alzheimer's, and then I'd ask, okay, when did your parents? How long did they live? Oh, until about seventy or seventy-five. Yeah, right. Well, they didn't. They didn't live long enough to develop Alzheimer's. Right. So the thing about long-term care planning is everything you think it is at first. Once you delve into how it actually works, you find out that the truth is different from what you would think. And that's why you need to talk to somebody who could help you ferret out some of the issues so that you can make sense out of creating a plan. One of the ways to create a plan is to purchase a long-term care insurance policy or a life insurance slash long-term care hybrid policy. They all work a little bit differently, but they all provide a certain level of money to reimburse me for my cost of care. Let's just talk about long-term care traditional for a minute. Um, Mike, let's say you have a client with a million dollars in assets between investments, uh, let's take the house out of it, let's just say investments plus IRAs, et cetera, combined. Right. 
And let's just say the premium on a long-term care policy is $6,000. And everybody talks about how expensive long-term care premiums are. Nobody talks about how expensive future long-term care costs are. And if you have a policy that's growing at 3 or 5% a year in terms of benefits over a period of time, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, you're talking about a huge money that's going to be coming out of that long-term care policy or insurance policy to actually reimburse for a portion of the cost of care. But let's just say the premium is $6,000. I have a million dollars of investment assets. Well, that 6000 is 0.06% of, of the million dollars. Yeah, it's 0.6%, which quite frankly, and by the way, I'm glad what you're saying here, Jack, because you know what you're doing is you're effectively paying 0.6% of your assets to protect your assets. And right. I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. Now, and, what, so, and, and so to make a real simple, the people that don't think they're ever going to need care don't buy long-term care insurance. They might buy a hybrid life policy, but essentially they're on their own because why should I buy anything? Why should I do any planning if I'm convinced I won't need care? The only people that purchase a hybrid life policy is properly structured or a long-term care policy or a combination are those people that say it might not happen to me but if he does I don't want to be the person on the in the room with it, in the last chair and I can't find a place to sit and I have no other option but to spend down my assets at the end of my life and I have said to many people now you're 60 now you're 65 now you're 80 and you're 80 and you want to take your kids to Disney, grandchildren to Disney. And the trip costs about $6,000. And the premium on the long-term care policy is $6,000. Maybe you want to drop the long-term care policy so that you can take grandchildren to Disney World. Point of the matter is long-term care insurance isn't for everybody. It's only for those people that see it as a unique area to protect assets for the spouse, and for the children and for the grandchildren. It's part of the estate plan. It's part of the inheritance planning. It's part of the investment plan. I have a very good friend who does have some assets, has good, uh, 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 I sold him a policy, he's good long-term care insurance, and he has a good pension. He told me that he went into his planner and he sat down and the first thing the guy wanted to do is review his long-term care plan. And he said, Craig, this is Craig talking to me. He said, Craig, I couldn't even begin to do your plan without this long-term care policy in place. Your overall plan without this long-term care policy in place. Because it gives stability so that we can plan accordingly. So anyway, I was glad to hear that. My only point is that long-term care insurance isn't for everybody. But if you think you might need care and you want to have another pocket to go to, besides being totally exposed on your own assets, then look into whether you would qualify to get the insurance from a medical standpoint. The earlier you, 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 you get qualified and get the policy in place, you so, have a better chance of getting the insurance. So, Jack, the what do people, you... The people that wait have something come up, and all of a sudden they're uninsurable. So, Jack, what do you do if someone is uninsurable? You're basically... Got, you're, Caught between a rock and a hard place then, aren't you? Well, then I might look at an annuity product whereby uh, they put 
$300,000 of their own assets into an annuity. And the annuity will allow for some sort of payout so they can get tax deferred buildup of their assets and they get some type of payout. But it comes out of their income stream. It's all their own money. It's not the insurance right. company's money. Right. There's very little risk to the to the annuity company on that transaction. Right. And it's impossible to explain in 30 seconds. That might be an option. They might not be insurable for long-term care, but they might be insurable for life insurance. And then they can get a life insurance policy with a, an acceleration of the death benefit if they need care before they actually die. In that case, the money that's paid out for long-term care directly comes out of the, out of the death benefit. Right, and usually it's not dollar for dollar. So if you take a hundred thousand dollars out of the death benefit, out of the insurance policy, the death benefit may shrink by something larger than that. Well, it's funny but you say that. But that's only for somebody who can get the life insurance, but not get the well, yeah. care insurance. Well, so one of the things too is I've had um, clients who have had the life insurance policy with the long-term care rider, but they had gigantic IRAs. Uh, you know, this is a tax consequence is I recommend that they take the money out of the IRA if they're actually using the, the, the plan or if they need the money because what happens is it enables them to take the money out of the taxable asset because the cost of the care actually offsets it so that if they die, then at least the beneficiaries receive the tax-free life insurance and it's not discounted, but that's a longer term, longer term as opposed to long-term care planning. Jack, we're just about out of time. Is there anything that you want to add uh, that you feel the viewers would benefit from hearing? I would just say from experience, whatever your plan ends up being, look at all the variables that are important to you and your spouse, and I guarantee you, both of you will be on different pages. <laughs> but you have to sit down with an expert in the area of long-term care planning that can explain to you how a life care facility works, how this works, how that works, how Medicare works, what they have to be, what they have to be conscious of and then look to an evaluation of whether you could get some sort of protection put in place through an insurance vehicle or whatever. And that's going to be very, very important. Now, when you're 80 years old, flash forward, you're 80 years old, what's your greatest concern when you're 80 years old? What is it, Mike? What's your greatest running concern? Running out of assets. At least what? what I found, running out of assets. Okay, what would make you run out of assets? Well, burning through them with long-term care for sure. Or, or maybe you buy a new yacht every year, you know, and you burn up your assets that way. But long-term care for sure. And how's right. the other spouse going to do when you're paying out what could be three-quarters of a million or a million or a million and a half dollars because the individual forgets to die? The better the care you receive, the longer you will need care. And I saw that directly with my father. Yeah, that's right. Because if you're not getting good care, you're not going to live very long. You get really good care. Guess what? You're living longer. Jack, you know what? <laughs> We're out of time here. I greatly appreciate that your time today. Um, this has been absolutely fantastic. And uh, thank you again. So uh, to the viewers, um, long-term care planning, as pointed out by Jack, is very important. And as it pertains to if you do decide to go down the path of getting long-term care insurance. It's almost like any other type of insurance. The sooner you get it, the less you're gonna pay. Unfortunately, that's because you're paying for a longer period of time. As with almost every insurance, nobody likes to pay the premiums. But guess what? 
Nobody ever says, I am overinsured if they ever need to collect on it. But it's not just the insurance. It includes long-term care planning, and do not underestimate that. And I'm speaking as a certified financial planner. Trust me when I tell you, long-term care planning is a very, very complex subject. And don't just automatically assume that your financial advisor knows what he's doing or somebody's going to sell you an insurance product. Trust me, you want to make sure that you're dealing with an expert. Uh, I thank everyone for joining us, and I'm also pleased to announce that my guest next week is an elder law attorney who can piggyback upon what Jack just talked about today. So thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.